Well, hello, and thank you for joining us on today's episode of Plumbing Marketing Profits. Uh, today, we're actually fortunate enough to have Mary Jean Anderson of Anderson Plumbing, Heating, and Air out of the San Diego market on the line with us. Uh, she was recently recognized as the Plumbing Contractor of the Year by the PHCC, and uh, she's got some great knowledge and wisdom that she can share with us on the call. So, um, Mary Jean, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And appreciate the uh, congratulations. It was a Good. fun um, event, and we're really grateful to have won. Yeah, that, that's quite an honor. Did they? Did you guys do anything special to celebrate or commemorate the event? No, other than four generations of us, my grand, my mother and my granddaughter, even all all of us took off for Philly to uh, receive the award. And um, you know, um, I'm also really appreciate the award. But as a marketing person, which is what I love to do, any kind of award that your company can uh, achieve is of great value to you moving forward because customers want that. So Absolutely, it, uh, it was wonderful for all of it for many different reasons. It was fun to get it, and it's also a great marketing. Uh, Marketing piece that you could say, look, we're the plumbing contractor of the year by PHCC. Absolutely. Um, so if you, National, too. If you, you know, a big one. Yeah. National yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a really big deal. Uh, so is. if you don't mind, tell us just a little bit about, about your business, you know, how long you've been around, approximate revenues, number of trucks, the, the types of services that you offer, and, um, you know, the actual service area that you service there in the San Diego, uh, San Diego market. Sure. Um, we have been in business since 1978. It started as a family business. Um, after I had my children, I came to work in 1983 and um, full-time and was able to, you know, learn a lot. I mean, you learn a lot without having to physically do it. I think I could fix just about anything now, even though I, um, uh, you know, that's not what I do. Um, I was able to buy my partners out in 2004, I believe it was. And okay. from there, um, there I ran it. I flipped it to a, a female-owned business. And, um, of course, you want to be recognized and known for wherever you go. So at that point, we painted our trucks, actually, um, pink on the bottom. And uh-huh. uh, and uh, then I have a large, giant picture of myself, which, believe me, no woman wants to do. But <laughs> if you want to be memorable in this industry, and if you're a woman yeah. out there working with your husband, I would highly suggest it because it took our – company over the top so you know our trucks are moving billboards and they're very important to the um, overall branding of our company um, we have grown it I bought a small company um, uh, and and threw that into the mix uh, tried a couple of franchises that didn't work for me and um, today we are a we'll do 11 million dollars in revenue this year and wow. um, we uh, in 2007 we were at 5.2 million. So to do 11 million um, in this economy, I think we've done quite That's well. That's outstanding. We're, yeah, we're double-digit profits, <laughs> and um, I don't. I'm not bragging about that. I'm just saying that it can be done. I'm, I don't want. To, I'm not trying to throw it out there, but it can be done. Anybody can do it because believe me, there's nothing that I'm, I'm not a genius. I'm not an av- I'm just a hard worker. I'm average intelligence. So, but it can be done if you put the energy into it. Um, and uh, we are, um, let's see, I'm trying to remember, we do, we're going to be, this year I think we're going to be at about $5 million in um, heating and air conditioning and about 6.2 in plumbing as we end out the year. Nice. We have, you asked about trucks, I'm sorry, we have um, 45 trucks, 22 okay. are plumbing, plumbing service, 
eight, our um, heating and air conditioning service. We're newer in heating and air. We started that in 2007 when I bought that small business I talked about earlier. We have mm-hmm. three. We do things a little bit different than other companies. We break things out. Um, we have three um, repipe crews and two, um, and we have two drain salespeople, and then we have five drain crews. We have five install heating and air teams, and um, I hope that makes sense. But we we have mm-hmm. people that Absolutely. sell the work and people that install the work. Okay. That makes sense. All right, so you've got your, your guys that are out there in the field doing the estimates and selling the service, and then the guys that actually go in and, and do the work and make sure it's done well. Right, right. Now, of course, we have a quality control supervisor as well. Um, I have found that after being in medical field, which was my original education, and working with doctors and plumbers, <laughs> they're, you know, very different in the way that they learn. I don't believe anyone's more intelligent than the other, honestly. But um, mm-hmm. they learn different ways, and they are better. And we just divide them out by their capability. It's hard to find somebody that's really technically sharp, that has great communication skills. That's what we look for, and we mm-hmm. actually test for that up front. Um, but if they're really, really good technically and they're really strong, but their strong suit isn't dealing with customers, then they're more on the install side and somebody else sells the work. Okay. Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. But the – and then put people where they're, they're, they're strongest and, and leverage their strengths. Right. Right. Wow. And so you grew from $5 million to $11 million in, in arguably one of the toughest economic climates over the last you know, 10 years here. That's, that's phenomenal. Yes, yes. And I don't take – I seriously – I want to make, I seriously don't take credit for this. And as we go through and you ask me questions, I'll, I'll be able to explain – how we got there, but it's it's not just because of me. But I'm like I said earlier, I'm average intelligence, but I'm a very hard worker, and mm-hmm. I don't have much ego about me. I learn from other people. I'm more than willing to learn, and um, and I think that's that's what's been a success is that I listen to other people. I I, I look, you know, my mom always said, "Show me your friends, and I'll tell you all about you," and I've worked really hard to surround myself with the best, you know, the tech best technicians I can find, the best products, and the best mentors out there. And that's where I am. That's why we are where we are today. Excellent. And, and if you don't mind my asking, so you started you started in the business full-time back in, uh, I guess, 83. Do you Correct. remember offhand about how much revenue the business was doing at that time? About if one, you don't know, we'll just... one and a half million, yeah, about 1.5. Wow. Okay. Excellent. So that's that's quite a climb. That's 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 phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um so now, if, if we start to look at the at you know the marketing plan for the business and how you've taken it from you know from what was a million dollar business to a twelve million dollar business over uh, the last last several years, a couple decades, um, you know I feel like any marketing plan has three core fundamentals: the the market, so who are your ideal customers, uh, the message, you know what are you saying that's making you unique, that's making people choose you, and the media. So I want to drill down on each of those three. Um, you know, as we go, and I, I think the best place to start really is at the market. Um, obviously, you guys have you know, a world-class organization and a very robust marketing strategy. Um, I'm just curious as to what you you guys have identified as your target market or your ideal customer there in, in San Diego. That's a great question. Um, we uh, we have it very drilled down, and um, our our demographic is white collar, double income over 35 years old and seniors. 
Okay. And everything that we do is generated towards that that market. Excellent. And, and it's interesting because as I as I do these interviews and as I talk with people in plumbing and outside of plumbing, the the clearer you have that demographic, the the more you can really pin down what your actual customer is. Typically, that's an indication of how successful your business is. So you guys have done a real nice job drilling down on that and knowing what that market actually is. So with that said, you know, once you know what your market is, you can start to craft the message, and you can put together something that will resonate with that specific audience. And, and I've read through your website, and, and I know that you have some really good, unique selling propositions in place, you know, down from the, from the pink truck to everything else. But what would, you, what would you say is your unique selling proposition and how you position yourself in the eyes of your customers? Well, I, I think integrity that is, um, starts with me. Um, I've sat on the board for the Better Business Bureau here, which is actually a, a very reputable in town. And um, I really believe in ethics, and I believe in integrity, and I believe in doing things right, and that's a core value. And I also, coming from my dad was a blue-collar worker. He was a very intelligent man, and um, he just learned differently than the doctors I worked with. Um, his uh, older brothers and sisters were all college graduates, so he had intelligence. He just learned differently, and he, he um, was successful working with his hands. He was touch CLC, and that's what I've learned about the guys that I work with, is that guys and gals, that um, they learn a different way. They're no, they're as smart as the next person. They just have a different way of learning. And I think that they know, I, I believe that, and they know it, and they get it, and so they want to work hard. And I, I feel that what we've done is made our people very proud to be who they are and what they've achieved. And if you're proud of who you are and what you, you're just going to do a good job. So that's our whole brand is we care and we're good about what we do, and we don't just mouth it. We live it. We believe it. Mm-hmm. Ah, excellent. Excellent. And I, I love the, the catchphrase that, that seems to be on most of most of the materials I've seen. Nobody wows clients like we do. So you guys really go out of your way to create that wow experience uh, for do. the customer. And we do, um, you know, weekly meetings and we do monthly. We talk about what we did to wow. And it okay. builds more wowing. It can be anything from, and this is what's going to build your, your brand and build your client base, um, is it could be anything from stopping at an automobile accident, um, stopping for a gal that fell off a horse, um, raking up the leaves for a senior who says, oh, I'm so embarrassed I can't rake up these leaves. Um, the HOA is supposed to do it and they never do. And when we're done with our work and we take them out to see the work, we've raked up the leaves and put them in a bag. How long did that take them to do? Mm, Ten minutes. What did that do for the, for the customer? It wowed them, and that's exactly what you have to do. But you have uh, yeah, to believe in yourself and be proud of who you are to be able to want to do that, and then you have to talk about it in groups. Right. Yeah. You don't don't be shy about saying, "Hey, look, this is this is what we did," and you know, this the the customer then will feel so happy they'll want to tell their friends and, and share it with their colleagues as well. Right. And it builds the morale in the company because if 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 uh, uh, Jose can do that. Then what can I do next time? You know, I'll just grab the trash cans and take them down. Whatever, you know. Um, so right. it, 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 and we talk about it in our own group. When I said that, we talk about okay. it in our own group setting on weekly, monthly meetings. You know, who, um, you know, what did everybody do? What surprised customers? Okay. And it's a feel-good thing for everybody. Excellent. And, and so that creates this sense of competition. You know, not you know, how can I make sure that I'm creating that wow experience too? Um, right. Maybe one up, one upping the the other guy. 
to some extent then, to create that positive experience. And then, of course, the biggest thing is inspect what you expect, and that's kind of, you know, you've got to make sure they're really doing it. And so um, we do happy checks after every single one of our calls within 24 okay. hours to make sure the customer was happy. This is all, it's all in branding and building. It's all in marketing. Um, you know, it, it is. It, it sounds like it wouldn't be under that heading, but it is. Because if you mm -hmm. can call your customer and make them happy, um, they're going to market for you. No doubt. And so what's the mechanism for these happy checks? Is it a phone call? Is it a, an email? What's, what's the happy check mechanism? Uh, it's a personal phone call. We call back okay. initially, and if we, we try to call, we actually try to call within an hour of the service so that if people are working, that they can grab the call before they go back to work. But the goal, they have to do it, their checkoff list that go to certain people, and they ha all customers have to be called within 24 hours. And then on Saturday, those that left a message, we have a Saturday person that calls everybody one more time and leaves a second message. After that, we don't, you know, we don't bother them again, but we do try twice. Okay. Excellent. That's that's a great strategy right there. I would imagine operationally that that's a challenge, you know, or at least it was at some point getting the the people in place ramped up and consistently making that happy call. But that's probably a key reason why you guys are doing as well as you are. It was to put it in place. Was you know, it's it's whatever you focus on happens, and and we had to focus on it, and we had to make sure, and we you know had to regularly hold meetings on why this is so important, and and. Um, but it, it, once it's in, you know, once you get something like that going, it's just a rhythm. It's just part of the day. Mm -hmm. Just part of your day-to-day -day business operations, yeah. and that's that's just the, the the way that it goes. All right, so now let's let's start talking about uh, media and, and marketing channels. And and typically, when you when you just talk you know about marketing in general, your mind goes straight to that. You know, you know, direct mail, TV, wraps on the truck. But the other two components that we've just talked about in depth here in the last you know, 10 minutes, you know, what the message is and who the customer is, are actually probably even more important than the media. I agree with that, right? Uh, I totally agree, yes. And I think the thing that we all have to keep in our heads all the time is that a you're not going to need a plumber but every three years. And you have to, you know, there's a couple of things that you have to do. One is you have to stay in their mind and create something, whether a memorable experience or something they'll see on the, the road and, and they'll remember you by. And the other is to keep those customers. And I think that that's the marketing that people tend to forget about. Um, we do several things that, that where we keep our customers engaged with us and so that they don't call somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, as simple as putting stickers on everything, water heaters, you know, and all of that to – we have one person that's an outbound. We call him, um, uh, what's his title is, um, um, something control. Um, ah, I'm going blank on his title, but basically what he is is inside sales. He has a different okay. title. But what he does is he calls our customers regularly and he reminds them that they've um, that we did a stoppage for them um, 11 months ago and it's just about to expire. Would they like us to come out and run the camera? You know, um, so we're, we do add-on sales all the time where they call uh, our people. We sell service agreements. We call our service agreement people to make sure that it's t that they come in, that it's time for us to come out and do the tune-up. We call our regular customers and offer them specials during the downtime. You know, we know April is always going to be a bad month for us. So we call a lot of people in April, and we offer whole home 
uh, a water heater flush and whole home plumbing inspection for $49. It gets us in the door. It keeps the trucks moving. So that's a, a component. I mean, we can talk about yellow pages and I can give you specifics and we can drill down on all the different things we do, but I think you first have to look at your client base. Mm-hmm. because that's where they know you and they're going to spend the most money. So you've really got to work right. on them first. Absolutely. Yeah. So then as we look at that at that marketing mix, you know, what, what specific tactics or channels are you guys leveraging? We talked about, you know, direct mail, yellow pages, billboards. What, what types of things are you guys doing for that net new customer call type acquisition? Well, number one, I, our trucks are billboards. And um, – mm-hmm. You know, that's the best investment you can make because it's it's very inexpensive to get your truck looking really nice and memorable, whether it be somebody with their hand waving at all times. I know one guy that has his hand on a spring, and so he waves at everybody that goes by to, um, to you know, my face on the side if you're female-owned, too, because a lot of the colors could do, you know, bright orange. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. So billboard your truck, number one. Um, for us, we, um, we do radio and television. We do okay. primarily in our market. Television works better for us. Um, but everything okay. that we do, we drive people to the Internet to get to our website. So um, when we do a commercial we on radio or TV, we tell them, go to our website and look at our specials. Go to our website to learn about this. Go to our website. Go to our website. And it's simple. It's www.andersonpha.com for plumbing, heating, and air. So andersonpha.com. And we um, – so our main source of revenue – comes through the internet. Um, okay. We have a lot of back-end things where we track. Um, the one thing I'd like to tell people is that you should track everything and that there's companies out there, I didn't know about these until maybe five or eight, eight years ago or so, and it's wonderful, is you rent phone numbers and every single one of them, um, the calls are recorded. It's very inexpensive. So if you're going to put an ad in the Yellow Pages, which, by the way, I was out after three years, I'm back in and doing quite well with them. Um, another whole story, but every single page has a tracking phone number. So not only do you know, um, yeah, not only do you know um, that that ad's working because when someone calls in and says, how'd you get our number today, they say the yellow pages, um, that call has also been recorded and you know what book it came out of. You can do that with yellow page ads. You can do it with every page on your your website. I mean, you can go on and on with these tracking numbers, but it's really the way to hone in on what's working for you. Absolutely. And I love what you said there about the yellow pages because I'm, I'm finding that a lot. Uh, you know, there's so much information about the yellow pages no longer being relevant, nobody using it. Um, but, again, as I, as I talk to the most successful plumbing businesses, I'm finding that your key demographic is probably, you know, some of them are still accessing the yellow pages. And with so many competitors pulling out and the cost of the ads going down, um, seems to still be a viable channel for, for generating opportunity. Exactly. I, I totally agree. You know, a, an ad that um, here we have five major books, and I used to pay for a double tw- truck back the year, years ago, um, uh, $12,000 for double truck, a two-page, you know, ad. And now for all my books, all five books, I pay $4,000 a month. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about a significant change, but I did back out for a few years and said, I don't okay. want anything to do with you. I, I You know, it's not working. And so, but now uh, they work quite well. In fact, they work very well for what I pay for them. They just price themselves right out of the market, and now that they're right. reasonable in their pricing, you know, it's worked out well for us. So, uh, and I track everything. Everything is tracked that we do. And Yellow Pages is now a viable as long as you don't pay too much for them. You know, 
um, right. they work. Um, and it could have to do with our branding, too, that people may open the Yellow Pages now that they didn't 15 years ago, and they see us and they saw us on TV. You know, it's the whole see you on TV, see you in the mail, sure. see you on the street, you know, and then see you in Yellow Pages. So that may – but Yellow Pages d- does work for us now, yes. Okay. Now, I'm just curious, on the on the TV radio uh, medium, what type of ads are you putting out there? What, what's the message on those ads? Obviously, you're driving them to the Internet, but – is it changing on a season-by-season basis? Is it some type of low-cost special to come in and do an inspection? Is it What are you trying to lead with on those ads? Well, I would welcome anybody that's listening to this iPod to go to YouTube and then put in our company name, Anderson Plumbing, Heating, and Air, and probably 42 of our commercials will come up at least. <laughs> and basically, we really work on branding, number one, on branding. And we talk, talk about the services that we I learned early on that if you say plumbing, heating, and air, it doesn't mean people realize you do plumbing, heating, and air. For some reason, I've had people say, gosh, if I, I wouldn't have bought my heater from so-and-so if I'd known you then. Did, did, I thought you just did plumbing. It's like, really? It says it on our shirt. It says it on our truck. We say it when we answer the phone. How do people not get that? So we focus on that on the commercials to let them know that the services we provide, and we get kind of in-depth. We say we do drains. We do big drains. We do little drains. You know, we talk about all the different things that we do. Um, we do do specials. We do, um, right now, for instance, we're running a pre-season tune-up special. We drive a lot of work through our tune-ups on heating or air conditioning. So we normally do, it's a $67 plan ahead special. So that's what we're running right now on the heating and air side. Um, so we okay. do have, um, you know, times of the year that we know uh, we need to build business in certain areas. But generally, it, we really focus on letting people know that we do everything and exactly what we do. Excellent. As far as other other channels, are you doing any any direct mail? As far as uh, you know, letters in the mail, Val Pack, or any of that type of stuff? No, no, I don't. Okay. I tried it. Um, I was a direct mail person for a lot of years, and I don't want to say anything bad about it because I know people that run very successful businesses with direct mail. I did it for many years, and um, it became less and less of a value to us over the years. Um, what we do do is, because we've been in business for so many years and have a large customer base, we send um, a Christmas uh, – not a Christmas card. We send a Thanksgiving card, and we send a Valentine's card to our customers twice a year. And in that, we give a plastic, hard, just like a $50 gift card. And that's probably the best – it's fabulous direct mail, actually the best direct mail wow. we've ever done. Okay, and you get a response from that, or is it just a good way to remain top of mind with that loyal customer base you've, you've built up over these years? Incredible response. Okay. Incredible response. Wow. Not not well immediately, absolutely immediately. I mean, we'll get people called, especially seniors, which is a good target market, and they'll say, "I haven't had a Valentine's card in 20 years," and I open the mail, and I'm so thrilled. Um, <laughs> you know, they don't even know what to do to send the money because they want to because they're so appreciative of the card. So you know, I mean, that's just one of the things you can do. So not your not your traditional, you know, send out a thousand pieces in the mail or ten thousand pieces in the mail, but really targeted follow ups to your existing customer base to build that loyalty even deeper. Um, yes, that's that's very nice. And we do um, email. We collect email addresses on all of our customers. What we do is we collect. The, people don't want to always give it, so we tell them that we're going to send them an email and confirm. Um, the time of the arrival, and we'll send a picture mm-hmm. and the bio, bio of the technician that's showing up so that 
we can collect their email address for a real reason, but then, of course, they go straight into our um, email bank, Follow. and then we use constant yep. contact, which is very okay. inexpensive, very inexpensive. And, you know, yeah. you can use your constant contact when you're slow. Um, I did it recently. We had a real slow deal, and I, I just said on Tuesday, you know, this is going to be a horrible week. Let's just do a 30% off for any, um, for any service or repair. Now, this wasn't install or new stuff. It was very specific. And right. um, it filled our board. And you know what? We would have been slow. So you, did I mind? Not really. Cause it got us out in front of the people to sell extra stuff. So you know, And it did, generate, it did generate that bump to get the trucks moving again. Yep, it did. It did. So constant right. contact, you know, email, collecting email addresses is so important. So important. And so, yeah, you just gave a huge tip, you know, and this is something we find too in what we do, is if you just tell the customer, um, give me your email address after service, because we want to follow up with you, the resistance to that is extremely high. But what you just said was, at the time of booking the service, say, hey, you know, collect the name, phone number, address, schedule the time, and then get the email while you're at it, and we're going to send a confirmation with all of the information you need. Um, and that's a powerful way to grow that email list. So that, that's a huge tip uh, if you're listening. And it also is, is on the back end, because if you tell a customer between, we're booking you between two and four, let's say, when you send that email, it says we'll be there no earlier than two and no later than four. You have a confirmation because I know everybody out there that's listening has gotten that call. You said you'd be here at two o'clock. I've been sitting for an hour and a half and nobody showed up. But they have that email, so they can't say that anymore. Right. Yeah, well, well, what about the email? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm well, going to ask something that might be, that might be proprietary. So if you can't answer this, that's fine. What do you ha what mechanism is it that you're using so that that email goes out right after the the appointment is booked? Is there a special CRM or is that something custom that you guys developed? It's something it's something custom. It does take a little okay. more time. I'm actually looking for a better yeah. way to do it right now. Okay. But um, we right. have Successware, which is quite um, is great, and I'm hoping that they're going to be adding that to our our package soon because we do it in a little bit of a cumbersome way itself put together. Okay. Because I think it's a brilliant idea, and I, I've seen it executed a couple different ways. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any really streamlined way to book an appointment and have a, a series of emails go out automatically. Um, so that, that, that's interesting. Moving on to, to networking, I know that you're, you're involved in a number of organizations. Um, what, type of, what type of networking do you guys do in order to you know, develop that, re that relationship in the community? Um, well, are you talking about, you mean, well, we're, we, um, I learned, I, I've always been a, a proponent, proponent of doing work for others, of helping others and doing as a company. I, I believe that, um, that it builds morale and, and it is kind of the way life is. You know, if you ever feel bad, go do something for somebody else. And so I've kind mm -hmm. of taken that and, and so we've always been a company that does reach out work. We do a lot of reach out work. Never really realizing that there there is a whole marketing effort around cause marketing, and so I would say to people that have a very limited budget, um, you know, get involved with your humane society, um, you know, things like that, because every, pretty much everybody that has a dog uh, has a uh, home, owns a home, and you mm -hmm. know, there's places you can go that you can do work where you'll build a uh, clientele, for instance. Just by example, I have—I don't have breast cancer. I have not had breast cancer, but my grandmother died of it, and um, I have two maternal aunts that have had breast cancer that are survivors, and I lost my best friend breast cancer. So one of our major causes is finding a cure for breast cancer. Well, that's a whole market of people right there, 
And we do a lot of work for people because they know us and they know the work that we do and it just passes like wildfire. And so we, I get, I even got recently Padre tickets. I got the best Padre tickets you could imagine for a 25th of the price because when I called to book them and I went to get my credit card, the gal said, I know you. My mother had breast cancer. I'm going to give you my my discount. I ended up getting 30 seats for 25%, I mean, right down on the, wow. the field. Never would have expected that in a million years. Wasn't asking for it, didn't expect it, but that's how you get to be known. And when people are mm-hmm. undergoing chemotherapy, they need to be comfortable. When they're sick, they need your help. And so they're a really good market, and you're doing something good, and you're bringing a base to yourself and you're building your company morale, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a whole yeah. process. So cause marketing is another whole uh, deal in itself that people don't realize is an incredible way to market yourself. And yeah. I happened and upon a- it. I didn't, you know, I happened upon it, but now I've been reading, and now it's a whole big deal of cause marketing. Yeah, and, and it's and it's not something you would look at and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do all of this cause cause marketing i'm going to try and build awareness for a cause that has nothing to do with my business and it's really hard to connect the dots is that well, how the heck is that going to come back to me as a business in a way that's going to help us get the phone ringing and you know get more repeat and referral business but i think you've executed on that in, a, in an outstanding way yeah i think you know like i said it was by happenstance it wasn't something that i planned but um but it really does work and and you know that's one of the things that we do, so I would highly recommend it. And it's not expensive, really. I mean, it, and what it does to build morale in your company is great. Nice. Now, I noticed I noticed you, you've been using public relations and putting out press releases on on Market Wire and a variety of other sources. Um, obviously, one of the one of the press releases I saw was for um, you know breast cancer awareness and how you guys are, are raising money. Are you doing anything else along those lines, you know, leveraging public relations? I imagine you, you put out a press release pretty frequently. We do because, um, as you know, um, search engine optimization has become the thing, and we hmm. spend a lot of money on pay-per-click, but the majority of people really don't use the top three, um, you know, pay-per-clicks. They usually go down into the body with the first page, so we work hard, and part of those press releases has something to do with SEO. I, I've got somebody doing that. For me, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, it helps to build that search engine optimization, and um, yeah, so that that's part of it, part of the Excellent. whole, yeah. Yeah, what she and what she's talking about there is that you know if you if you take something that's newsworthy like raising money for breast cancer or some new service that you're offering, um, you can put that out on the press release. And by putting out one press release, you can pick up a lot of citations for your company, a lot of inbound links, which, like she talked about, helps with with SEO. Um, real quick, just jumping back to networking, you know, I was looking, you know, as far as Chamber of Commerce, BBB, um, you know, Business Networking International. How involved are, are you as an organization in those types of networking organizations, if if at all? I, well, I actually sat on the board of the Better Business Bureau for a, a period of a couple of years, and I took a leave of absence, and I'm actually going to start back in 2013. Um, okay. So I'm I, I'm involved with that. Um, I don't, you know, we do a lot of, like I said, a lot of cause uh, type of things, um, mm. but I really don't do a lot of, um, uh, you know, I don't like to do those breakfasts in the morning where, you know, you're, <laughs> I, I, I don't like to do that kind of thing. I'm not good at it. And, um, right. we've never been successful in it. 
we, we're more yeah. successful in um, doing reach out programs. For instance, you had mentioned home shows uh, mm-hmm. earlier. If, and that's one where yep. we do our cause stuff. We bring a spinning wheel, and on it we have our $50 gift card. We have handmade bracelets that are made by our people We have that are, that are made in CSRs when they're in between calls. We have um, ice cream certificates. We have um, uh, tune-ups, you know, that we give away free, and people spin the wheel, and they donate for our cause, and then – that money goes to the cause, but we're we're a soft sell. We're out there doing something in the community, but everybody knows who's, who's, who we are. And then mm-hmm. we're giving away our services for their donations. So it's another way just to build, you know, to build your business. But I don't do a lot of the, the, the outreach other than the board of directors with the BDD. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Good. I was just curious about that. Now the other the other channels that we we touched on briefly here. Uh, obviously, we talked about Internet, and I want to drill down on that a little bit further. Do you guys do any of the lead buying services like Service Magic or eLocal Plumber or, you know, any of those other services where you pay per lead, or, or have you kind of, you know, moved beyond that? Moved beyond that. We have done Service Magic, eLocal. What I have found is that they, they deliver the, the, the one lead to too many people, and you just mm-hmm. can't. It's just hadn't been ever worth the money to us. Now, Angie's List is another story. Angie's List is in the sure. listener's town. Um, we do quite well with Angie's List, City Search. Okay. Um, we do well with. We actually do um, sales with Angie's List. They're called the Angie's List Big Deal, and they're similar to Groupon, but we offer a whole house plumbing inspection and a water heater flush or a tune-up at a drastically reduced price. They buy them from Angie's List, and then Angie's List pays you a percentage of the sale, and um, we do quite well with those to fill the board on slower times. Um, okay. Angie's List is good. I'm, Yelp is not our demographics. We have terrible reviews on Yelp right now. Um, really? Some of them are not. Yeah, some of them are not ours. Some of them are fake. They're yeah, written by bad, people. Bad, bogus reviews. That, yeah, we're one of the larger companies in town, and we definitely have a target on our back. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have hired an attorney, and I don't know what I'm going to do about Yelp because it's, it's typically the Yelp uh, is somebody that's um, very um, frugal. And they're looking, right. and they're they're not our demographics. They're young, and so um, and like I said, it's been a target for us. If you go to Angie's List, which is a paid site, which is our demographics, you're going to find mm-hmm. we have an A rating at all times, and we probably get three or four straight A reviews a week with them. And wow. with many of the other sites, um, you'll see if you check us out, we'll, we have four and a half to five stars. But Yelp, we don't. We're really in trouble there. <laughs> and I'm okay. fighting it. Well, I'm fighting it. I, I don't know what else to do on it. It's, it. I don't like Yelp, and there's many lawsuits out there. And, you know, we don't market with them. And um, if you don't buy marketing with them, you are at the bottom of the they don't, Yeah, they don't throw you a bone, unfortunately. Yeah, that can no, be, they don't. Can be no, a struggle. No, in fact, I think the opposite. So that's not a good one oh. for us. But everything else, I you know, if, you, if you're looking for the higher, dem, you know, the demographic that pays more, you know, we have another plumber that's your local, and I'll just give listeners a hint. And he's always marketing himself as a low-cost plumber, and he said it was the biggest mistake he's ever made. And he's known as a low-cost plumber now. He can't make the switch. But he he has a full in-house attorney. He's about, I think he's about a $10 million company, but he has a full in-house attorney that handles all of his complaints because it's that Hmm. bottom group of people that do all the complaining. I think it's 80% of the complaints come from that 20% of the people. So, you know, our demographics Mm -hmm. is not bad. And when you work with them more on... uh, you know, a business, a professional person, they they typically understand. And if you, you do something wrong, they get it. They get it, and they they um, are easy to deal with. 
Yeah, and that goes back to that what's your market question. You know, if you're a low if you want to be the low cost guy, you're going to be going after a different demographic and you're going to wind up with with troubles. Or if you go after the higher end demographic and you position yourself to be the right choice for that demographic, uh, you'll have a lot of happy customers that aren't going to be penny pinching you on the price for everything. I completely agree with you. Very well said. Now, you, you mentioned Angie's List and reviews. Do you happen to know offhand approximately how many reviews you have on there currently? You know, it's funny. I just saw them a lot. I, you know, I, I don't want to miss <laughs> I know it's a lot. I, I, I want to say 900, but maybe it's 300. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think – I think it's almost 900. When I was looking at it, it blew my mind. I could not believe it. Um, that, that's that's amazing. You know, that, it's and a common trend. Well. It's a con, it's a common trend that uh, Angie's List is being mentioned again and again as a good source. Once you've got quality reviews uh, on there, as a great source of the right kind of customer. That's not going to be a penny pincher. So, uh, and may I add our closing percentage? Oh, may I add our closing percentage? Is eighty-eight is eighty-three percent on an Angie's list. Our, our closing percentage is eighty-eight percent, and our average ticket is almost a hundred dollars higher on an Angie's list customer versus a, a regular customer. Wow. Okay. That, that, those you are tell some, me some why. Things. I'd yeah. like to know why. I'd like to know why. Is that the demographics of who they they're? My yeah. You know? My personal opinion. My opinion on it is it's the demographics. So somebody that's willing to pay a premium because they're paying in order to have access to the Angie's list. Um, mm-hmm. is somebody that's going to be looking for a good quality contractor that's going to be able to come out on time, be clean, be professional, and they couldn't care less about what you're going to charge. I mean, they, they care about what you're going to charge, but that's not the most important thing. The most important right. thing are those other factors. So if you've got great reviews and you're a best-in-class organization like, like yours, well, then you're going to resonate with those types of customers very well. That's why you'd have such a high conversion rate and then your average transaction sale is higher because it's the right kind of customer that's not worried about price. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I do. Excellent. I hope so that, 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 that's interesting. Now, just to drill down, I know I know we're going a little bit long, so if we need to cut this off, you just let me know. But um, just to drill down on Internet marketing, you talked about the fact that you do a lot of pay-per-click. Um, you've been doing press releases and other SEO-type stuff. Uh, I think you mentioned that the Internet is the number one source of, of business for you right now. Can you just kind of elaborate on that? Um, well, we do we do our pay-per-click, and um, I have been through three different people. I'm on my third one, which is working out wonderfully. I have a certain Good. budget that I put out, and with him, um, you know, it's funny because he was able uh, um, to to clean them up so well and get them so isolated until it really works for us and not have wasted words that we're now using some of our pay-per-click money over on YouTube because we didn't need as much as I'd allocated. So it's really important that you work with the right person. And I don't really know how to tell someone to find that person because it took me three people. It was a third <laughs> person I found that got it right and it's really saving right. us money and it's worth every penny what I pay him. So, but I think pay-per-click is very important. And then, of mm-hmm. course, especially if you're in a smaller town and people don't really understand search engine optimization yet, man, if you could get your name up there on that first page, um, you know, so many more people go. I have heard it's 65%. I don't know what you know but or what you know maybe statistically that I don't, but I've heard 65% of the people go below the pay-per-click, and so you want to be on that first page. So if you Google, which most people use Plumbing San Diego or Plumber San Diego or San Diego Plumber, we will come up on that first page. 
Yeah, yeah, you guys rank well. And and that's really important because I actually rent, was renting, I don't have to do it anymore, but I was renting sites where they guaranteed me to be on that first page, and it was their phone number, and I rented the page from them, and I was paying per lead to come in that way, and that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, it doesn't matter if you're at the bottom of the page or the middle of the page, people use those. And so um, it's, it's just where you've got to go. It's where the majority of the work comes from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, the, the stat you said is pretty much pretty much accurate. Some 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 sources tell you different things, but it's somewhere between sixty five and seventy five percent of people will look directly at the at the organic non paid listings when they're when they're searching. And they'll click in that area more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect. So well, I mean, that, yeah, no no doubt. Um, and that, I think that was a great discussion that you just gave us on your marketing mix, and you guys do have a very robust, you know, uh, marketing mix with lots of different channels for people to find you and, and call you and, and do business with you. So just to kind of drill down and, you know, going on to the next series of questions here, you know, what what marketing effort drives the most leads? And I know we touched on this a little bit. Um, what would you say is actually driving the most leads for you now? Well, it would be um, people going to our website, but they're they're directed to our website from um, from TV and from radio and from um, the Internet, you know, whether it be in pay-per-click or search engine optimization, that's what works best for us. Um, if I okay. had to go out and buy something that I needed calls to come in for, it would probably be Angie's List, um, mm-hmm. you know, that I think cost per lead is, is quite good, uh, you know, um, but you've got to get your reviews up there too, so it's kind of a catch-22 right. there. Um, right. Um but I would say, you know, our, our um, repeat and referral is probably the most inexpensive way to to get your customers, and that's by staying in front of them um, in any way you can. Excellent. And so, you know, I, this is a question that's listed here. I think we've already answered it. Most most profitable marketing channel sounds like Angie's List based on the, the conversion rate. Uh, but, again, it's a catch-22 just getting started and buying an ad on Angie's List isn't necessarily going to make your phone ring off the hook because you have to have that, you know, that base of, of reviews. Um, are there are there any marketing efforts that you've that you've stopped recently or in the last couple of years just because they're not not performing as well as they once did? Yes, uh, you know that's a good question. I like that question. Um, sales people really don't. We we do have a sale that we offer every month. We have two specials on our site. And then we, um, our, our technicians have a sale for add-on sales with them, and it might be um, water filtration one month, and the next m- one month it might be a uh, kitchen sink pull-out. So if we're in the home, we have a special that we can offer the customer. But we tried to market specials on the Internet, and we tried to market specials um, on TV, and we found that um, other than tune-ups, they really don't work. People aren't. At least our demographics aren't looking to save money. What they're really looking for is the person that's won that award, National Contractor of the Year, or, or mm-hmm. um, whatever award that you can win in your local town, um, people who mean business award, whatever. There are lots of awards out there if, custom, if um, businesses just look for them. They want to make sure that you have 100% satisfaction guarantee. They want to know how long you've been in business. And, they, and those are the things that really sell, not price. It's not about money. And I wasted a lot of time focusing on sales, trying to get, you know, um, Internet sales and TV sales. And people just don't, you know, they're not going to, because you have $300 off a water filtration system, it, they're not going to call you. Though if you're in the right. house and you have $300 off a water filtration, that's a different that's a different story. 
Right, you get the ups, the upsell opportunity there. So I guess yeah. the, the the key the key nugget of wisdom here, you know, you, you tried just focusing on the coupon, the sale, the special offer, and all your marketing found that it was a better use of your energy to show why you're different and better. You know that you've yep. gotten awards and that you've been in business and you're you know got all these reviews on Angie's list. That's a better use of your marketing message than just promoting some special discount. Right. 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 Yes. Excellent. That's true. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of keep keep the ball rolling here. We talked about um, special initiatives to get – actually, we didn't. Do you guys have any special initiatives in place in order to get reviews from your – I mean, you've got probably more reviews than anybody I've ever seen on Angie's List. Are you doing anything specific to solicit or to ask and, and you know, prompt for those reviews at this point? No, but I am going to start. <laughs> it is I, What we're going to do right now is we're building a web page on the back on our site where people can yeah. come in if they have a client concern and they can issue that and we're going to focus on that and then if they want to say something good about our company and then we're going to direct them to sites such as Google. We're going to steer away from Yelp because it's not our demographics anyway yeah. and we're having such a hard time with them. So um, mm -hmm. we are going to start asking and then what I'm going to do and I haven't done it yet but what I'm going to do is do a competition with our technicians and nice. um, we're going to for every time they get a review we're going to put their name in a hat and then Every month we're going to draw out of that hat, and there's going to be a special gift, whether it be a um, specific drill that they – or a whole hog, or I don't know, or a TV. I mean, we're, we are going to do that, um, maybe even a trip to Las Vegas. But we realize the, how important reviews are, and we haven't been doing a good job. The reviews that we get are very random. They're just people that write them, but we've never asked mm. for them, and we should be. Wow, yeah, imagine how many reviews you would have if you guys were asking. That, that's amazing. Um, yeah, we should be. I, I, I wish I'd gotten on that bandwagon sooner. And it seems like a, a, it seems like a logical place to insert that will be with as part of your happy calls. You, you guys are already making calls after every um, every service, so it's just a, a follow-up to that happy customer to drive them to that page where they can make that review. Yeah, but I don't want to pay the customer to um, – I don't want to pay the customer to do a review. I, I just I don't think no. that's ethical. But I think that I if our technicians, I agree with you. I think if our technicians ask them, and then when we do our happy check, if our um, CSR reminds them, you know, we would have a better chance at it. But I, yeah, and and I just think that if if they do a really good job and they wow them, you know, that's what we get people to write us all the time. People send us emails and letters every single week. We get three or four or five. So if we can turn them into the into the internet. We would be doing a better job at getting nice. our um, search engine optimization up and all that. Excellent. Now the the next thing is social media, and I know you guys, at least from what I've seen, have a pretty robust social media plan. What what are you guys doing with social media at this point? Well, we have Facebook, and we are working on um, getting the cl clicks, um, uh, you know, people to like us on Facebook, and then we do mm -hmm. different. We do our regular blogs and. What we're doing right now is, because this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, anybody that um, likes us, and we're putting that out through things like press releases and blogs and um, Twitter and things like that so that they'll tell friends. And then we donate um, $5 for every every person that likes us We in the, in this month. We donate to Susan nice. G. Coleman. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you guys seen a, a notable increase in your likes you know, as part of that, or have you guys um, been tracking? 
you know, no, no, I think we've done, well, I think we've gotten about a dozen this month, which is, is good because it's hard to get people to do these things. Sure so is. So yeah, it doesn't sure good. I mean, you know, I've heard of people giving um, uh, a drawing, if you like, you get into a drawing and you get it, you can win an iPad and things like that. And I would rather do it, again, I'm about the cause marketing type of thing, so I'd rather do it for a cause. You know, people could do it and donate to the Humane Society or, you know. Mm-hmm. Somewhere where sure, but it gives them an incentive that that's also adding value to the you know, to the community as a whole, and not just a, just a self-seeking thing. And and it gets the customer that we want. You know, it gets the customer that we want. Those are the people that we want as customers. We want people that have the same values that we do, and mm-hmm. um, typically people that care about other people um, are you know have the same values. They align with what we with the business we do. Right. So I guess you know we're, we're we're coming to the end of our time here. So I want to I want to get through some really important questions. I want to ask. Um, so what what training organizations do you or have you belong to? Um, you know, as far as just developing yourself, developing your your plumbing and, and heating business. Well, I don't want to criticize any organizations, but I have been okay. through three. Um, All right. I I've been through three. I've been through four. Let me say. I've been with the PHCCs for 30 years, and I use PHCC for um, laws, technical training, and different technical needs that we have, mm-hmm. and um, legal issues with regard to the state of California and changing uh, codes and stuff. Um, and they're really great for that. And then I um, work with a group called NextStar, which I highly recommend. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, they turned me around. They just, I can't even, you know, it's the kind of thing that if you, um, I had reached my maximum intelligence. I think I started off by saying I'm an average intelligent person. I'm just a hard worker, and that's true. And I did everything that a nurse knew how to do, just like a plumber would know how to do when you're running a business. And they Mm -hmm. just took me off the charts by teaching me what real gross margins were. And, you know, I knew a financial statement. I learned what a balance sheet was. But I really didn't understand, and I didn't have that comparison. You know, next I have access to 400 or 500 other companies across the United States that I meet with. Um, I'm meeting with 10 of them tomorrow in L.A. We compare our financials. We talk about what's working with them. What's working this month? What is going on? What can we do? You know, and it's awesome. I highly recommend a infinity group, and I would highly recommend NextStar. And you can tell them I said so if you call them. <laughs> so next door, next door is a slam dunk. I've actually heard that a few times. Uh, you know, from oh my God. again, guys, it, if you're if you're on this call and you're wondering, you know, why some of these people I'm interviewing are doing multi-million dollar business, and they're all mentioning Nextstar uh, and some of these other organizations, training, you know, it's something you don't know is what's keeping you from getting to where you want where where you want to get. Um, right. So that's 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 a, that's a great tip. Were, was there any? I think you said three: PHCC, Nextstar. Um, well, I've been with other groups, but the two that um, – and I've left other groups to move on to okay. gotcha. uh, better groups. And so PHCC I use for my training and technical, and, and then um, for everything else I use NextStar, which is, you know, has taken me to where we are. You know, I have, I have a, my individual coach who goes over financials with me every month. I have, you know, access to just so much. I mean, I could just go on and on, even the discounts. Um, because they buy or they have group discounts, you can even buy a Ford pickup for your your you know and get ten um, percent off. No matter what you pay for it, you just fill your paper, send your paperwork in, and you get um, you know additional discount and um, stuff. So you know just a lot of advantages to being in a group like that. But mainly it's the networking because your next door neighbor's uh, plumbing company is going to tell you 
what you need to know. But, you know, it's somebody in Florida who's successful will share with you. And remember, right. my mom said, tell me about, show me your friends and I'll tell you all about you. I hang out with winners. Mm-hmm. They're all winners. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Powerful. Now, are, are there any, you know, outside of Nextdoor and PC, are there any trainings or books, um, you, know, you know, maybe even seminars that you've attended that, that were impact, really impacted your success over the years? You know, I am about we, people, I'm going to say books that, are, that have to do with sales. But the reality is what I've learned about people that are technical is they learn their communication. And part of sales, part of communicating is sales. And let's face it, if you're a plumber and you walk into the house and you put your head down and you fix the garbage disposal and walk off, you're not very professional because that lady could have a sink that's been clogged up for months by her husband's shaving but doesn't think about it. So the professional talks about everything in the home. And um, so the books, you know, my favorite is Dale Carnegie. He's the oldest and the best of the best. And so I actually still keep his um, his uh, uh, DVD in addition to I have his book. And he's kind of like my little Bible for – and there's Zig Ziglar. I, I really like um, – there's 25 mm-hmm. Habits of um, of Highly Successful Salespeople. But, I, you know, again, I know people think, oh, she's all about sales. And, and I am about sales. I am about sales because these guys need to earn money to um, be able to put their kids through – through college, you know, they're working as hard as anybody else, and the customer doesn't know that tankless is out there, and if you're not a good communicator, you're not going to be able to tell them, and they may want a tankless had they heard about it, and this is what you have to train your people to do, and so those are the books that I focus on. Okay, excellent. So what would you say to the to the plumbing business owner that's you know, wherever they're at, whether they're just getting started or they're doing half a million or they're doing a million and they're trying to get to that next level, um, you know, are there any specific insights or nuggets of wisdom that you would say to that uh, that plumbing business owner? I would say to reach out, to don't think you can do it yourself, to leave your ego behind. And I think I started this off by saying, you know, I don't have much of an ego that way. I just I, I listen to other people and I go back to what my mom always told me. People will help you. They're out there. Just look for them, whether it's Nexstar or um, uh, Q. What is the other one? QHS or um, QSC. QSC or yep. um, Airtime 500 or any of the groups. There are people that will help you, and, and don't do it yourself because you'll isolate yourself and you'll struggle. And it's so much easier when you share your successes with other people's successes and you work together as a team to build a successful company. Just don't do it on your own. <laughs> right. Excellent. Well, you know, this has been this has been wonderful. You know, this is a lot of great great information here. You know, we 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 really appreciate you taking the time to to share these great ideas and insights. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed the interview. I'm sure you got a lot of great ideas, strategies, and techniques. If you'd like more, if you'd like to get more specific, actionable ideas on how you can more effectively market your plumbing business, I'd encourage you to go to plumbingmarketingprofits.com. There you can actually subscribe to the podcast so that as new episodes come available, you receive an email. Or you can actually subscribe right within your iPhone or your Android device on iTunes. The entire podcast is available on iTunes, and you can download those straight to your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever smart device you happen to be using. So thank you for your time. 
Again, if you enjoyed this, if you felt like there was good ideas and, and strategies and, and things that are going to add value to your plumbing business, all I ask is you, you take a few minutes, uh, post your comments, post your feedback, uh, rate it either right underneath the box where you're listening to this, or if you're on iTunes, go back into the uh, into the episode data and give us a review and let us know what you think. Appreciate your time. Talk to you next time.